1340 WTAN. Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN Tan Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center and beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place. And you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Any automobile traveling through the air meets the problem of wind resistance. So engineers set about applying the principles of streamlining to the automobile. And by rounding the contours and tapering the rear, have smoothed out the flow of air around the body of the modern motor car and smoothed out eddies at the rear. Of course, to a bird, cars today might seem already well streamlined. But as seen by a worm, the modern motor car is anything but streamlined. Yet the bottom of a motor car represents about 20% of the surface and sets up considerable wind resistance. The development of more complete streamlining for motor cars will be the problem of engineers of tomorrow. Someday, this problem will finally be solved. Sometime in the future, the completely streamlined torpedo car may come into use. Elevated highways, wide and level, may let us go 120 miles an hour. But such a torpedo car on our streets today would be entirely impractical. However, practical streamlining has been applied with success to the finest motor cars today, with many additional advantages. The streamlines of the new turret top give greater strength to the body of the car than the old box-like construction of yesterday. The slanting windshields and windows cut down glare from rear and sides and make safer driving. Streamlined fenders enclose the wheels more completely and help to keep the car clean. And they protect the wheels from force of strong winds, making the steering easier. Sloping rear panels allow for more tire and luggage space. These modern streamlines round out all details and absorb them into a good design with new beauty and dignity of appearance. This practical streamlining brings to the new automobile increased comfort, quiet, convenience, safety and beauty. Practical streamlining brings a modern motor car into step with modern airspeed styling which has real economy and efficiency. Hey, I'm Christy Lee from All Girls Garage and Barrett Jackson on Velocity, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Set the way back machine. Yeah. 
Okay, everybody, welcome. <laughs> I okay, have everybody. no idea why that stopped. Sorry about that, Robert. Are we live? Oh, we're live. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, hey, welcome, everybody. You're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and uh, don't touch that dial. We just lost. No, wait a minute. i got to do this all over again here. I screwed up. Okay. Welcome, everybody. You're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google. Tantalk1340.com. And you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to visit our website, Gulfstream Motorsports, where you can find out all about us. And, yeah, that's GulfstreamMotorsports.com, by the way. And check out our archive page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, where you can go visit and listen to our podcast or our archive shows, all 400 and some odd shows. Anyway, so uh, I guess we had a little bit of a glitch there, so thanks to the marvel of editing, we'll be able to straighten that out as well. Anyway, we've got an exciting, exciting show for you this evening. A um, lot of stuff going on. It's that time of year when all the car stuff is going on. So, uh, for example, let's go right to the Florida Car Shows Minute. And uh, if you want to find out where all the car shows are in the state of Florida, definitely check out flacarshows.com. And uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Now, this past weekend in downtown St. Petersburg, they had the, on Sunday, they had the uh, St. Pete Yacht Club car show. It was actually postponed from the fall, which is typically when it is, due to rain. Can you imagine that in Florida? Rain. Ha! A rainstorm. No kidding. Anyway, spectacular day. Great turnout. Amazing cars. And, uh, yes, we drove Miss Money Penny over there, but we uh, didn't enter her in the show because we didn't have a lot of time to sit there all day long. But we did go out and hobnob with some of the people. So there were some great cars. There was Porsches. There was Jaguars. There was muscle cars. There was Mustangs. There was Cougars. There was Trans Ams. There was a couple Panteras there even. In fact, one of the Panteras that got my attention was the very, very, very early 71 round button door or push button door, door handle Pantera. Those are extremely red. I, I don't even really know how many there are. I'm not sure Pantera knows how many they, they built. But the, the rumor has it somewhere around, um, I guess, 100. So uh, pretty rare car. This was a nice one, black car. Had some good history with it, too, good provenance. And that's always, always important. In fact, uh, and then last week uh, we had Mecham in Kissimmee. It was going on through yesterday, I believe, or Thursday, Tuesday, through the, thir- through the 13th. And uh, we were over there last week, and again, just an amazing selection of cars. You know, even if you don't have any money to buy anything or you're not really in the market to buy anything, it's just cool to meander through there and look at all the cool cars. You get some ideas, but there's a lot of nice cars. There's a lot of so-so cars. There's driver cars. There's stuff that's kind of like you go, really, for real? And just some really amazing stuff that, you know, you, you, you don't see because they come out there, you know, they're kind of secluded in the private collection. You just never see them. So Meekum had roughly 3,500 cars. It was spectacular. They actually had a pretty good sale. They sold a lot of cars. Prices are good. So that's good for the market, you know. And now this uh, next week is Scottsdale Collector Car Week. Actually, I'm going to say next week. It's this week. This week, ladies and gentlemen. Matter of fact, it's going on right now as we speak. Barrett-Jackson actually is having an auction. And tomorrow is uh, Worldwide's auction in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. 
and Thursday is Bonhams Auction, and Friday is Goodings and RM, and also Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is Russo and Steel. Their auction's going on. So just some pretty cool stuff. Meanwhile, Barrett-Jackson just pretty much runs the whole week. But out of all the auctions, out of all the auction houses, and I will tell you that, you know, Goodings has some great cars. Bonhams has some amazing cars. they got some pretty rare race cars going on there. Russo and Steel's got some great cars. They all have great cars. But you need to go to Scottsdale Collector Car Week just so you can set foot inside Barrett-Jackson, check out all the stuff that's going on out there because, you know, it, it really is. It's the greatest show on earth. You know, as far as cars, Russo's got some great cars. Gooding has good cars. Uh, Auction America has good. They all have great cars. Okay, and 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 that's really what it's all about. You know, it's, it's about the cars. You know, and are there some good deals? Oh yeah, there's always some good deals. You just have to be at the right place at the right time and have the big fat hefty checkbook. At any rate, that's what's going on this week. Let's see what else we do this pack weekend. Oh yeah, well Dunedin had the Dunedin Film Festival, the first annual Dunedin Film Festival. So fortunately, there was no car shows, but there was a lot of people there, a lot of people in the film industry, theater industry, production aspect of it, and uh, and then they had the they hosted the gala at the uh, new newly remodeled Fenway Hotel in uh, Dunedin, and that was pretty cool, in my opinion. And my son and I were talking about this. I think that would be an ideal spot for a car show because they got that front lawn it overlooks the water it's kind of a classic nostalgic looking hotel in fact i believe if my history serves me correct it is the location of the oldest radio station or the first radio station either in not only pinellas county but the state of florida but i'm not 100 percent sure on that because i think there was um jacksonville might have this distinction or maybe even miami i'm not sure but definitely the oldest one in uh in uh pinellas county and we here at WTAN have the distinction of being the oldest prevailing radio station. And we've got some great shows on WTAN, not to mention we have music of your life. Right, Tommy? Tommy's nodding his head. Now, yep, music of your life, music various your times life. almost every day. That's exactly right. Now, having said that, uh, let's see, what else is going on? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I probably mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention again that I have now recently teamed up with Fast Lane Travel. Fast Lane Travel is based out of Oldsmar, Florida. It's a travel agency. We also have Fast Lane Luxury Travel. So if you want to take a trip, book a tour, hey, give us a shout over there at Fast Lane Travel. Visit fastlanetravel.com. Not only that, uh, Fast Lane Travel, and I first went on an excursion with them to Germany back in, two, in uh, 1980, and then again in 81. And they uh, host these very special tours and trips to the Porsche factory, the Porsche Museum, the Mercedes-Benz Museum, BMW Museum, and, of course, custom tours if you want to go someplace else. But the trips wind through uh, Germany, through Austria, through Switzerland, through Italy, the Alps, um, just pretty cool stuff. And the beauty of these tours are is you get to drive a Porsche. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, you get to go 150 miles an hour or faster, whatever you're you're, you're comfortable with, your comfort level. Uh, or you can just you know, tool around at 70, 80 miles an hour, either or. And we travel in a group. Everything is all-inclusive. The only thing you have to do is show up. We take care of everything. Five-star hotels, all the food, or cuisine, I should say, all the spirits, uh, entertainment, um, R&R, which would be you know, rest and relaxation, just everything, plus the drives. And the scenery in, it, in Europe is just amazing. It's just amazing how Europe has pretty much stayed 
pretty much Europe, which is kind of cool. So, and uh, it's it's just it's just quaint. So get a chance, check out fastlanetravel.com. I think on that note, I think we're going to fire up the uh, transistor radio, and uh, hopefully that won't quit on us. Oh, now speaking of the '70s, here's a little uh, the guess who. How about let's clap for the Wolfman. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my company, Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. I have over 35 years' experience with classic, vintage, sport, and racing cars. I do appraisals, consulting, and pre-purchase inspections. Before you buy your next rare classic, the car of your dreams, give me a call at Gulfstream Motorsport, 727-541-1741. Also, due to my 28 years' experience in the auto salvage business, I am very good with wrecks. So if your car has been in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call me at 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for lost value of your repaired vehicle. That's Gulfstream Motorsports, 727-541-1741. And be sure to tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, 7 to 8 p.m. on the Tantalk Radio Network, AM 1340. Okay, so uh, we got a guest on the line in a few minutes. Okay, so uh, I guess I'll just keep on yakety yak. Don't talk back now. Clap for the Wolfman. You know, actually, that was kind of funny because I was just talking about radio stations and WTAN and music of your life. And uh, Wolfman Jack was probably one of the coolest uh, disc jockeys out of the, actually, he goes back to the 50s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And if you remember the movie American Graffiti, he played uh, the disc jockey in that movie. And I think it was Richard Dreyfus. He wanted to play a uh, song dedication to The Girl in the White Thunderbird, which I believe that role was played by Suzanne Summers. Uh, later a TV sitcom I can't remember the name of it Three's Company maybe That might kind of comes to mind Tommy should be shaking his head over there Because he was a big uh, 
a big uh, sitcom uh, aficionado, I should say. God, we had some really cool TV shows back in the 70s. Not that I watched a lot of them. I did watch uh, stuff like Merv Griffin, 60 Minutes, and uh, The Mike Douglas Show, and what was that other guy's name? I can't remember. Phil Donahue. Whoa. Boy, have we come a long way. Anyway, uh, but yeah, Scottsdale Collector Car Week next week. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of shows. The big one that they have that everybody looks forward to every uh, Scottsdale Collector Car Week is the show that takes place at the Pavilion. The Pavilion is a huge, I mean a gigantic parking lot. And I would have to venture to say that 1,000 to 1,500 cars roll in and out of there over a 12-hour period of time. I mean, guys get there, park the cars there at 10 o'clock the night before, and then take the other car home, leave their car there so they can be there at 6 o'clock in the morning and uh, hang out with all the guys at, uh, at the Pavilion. So, uh, But the Pavilion Car Show, the thing about the Pavilion is, is actually there's a lot of cars that are for sale. There's some pretty cool stuff. I mean, a couple of years ago they had uh, anything uh, from your basic uh, Camaros, Mustangs. Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And... Uh, <laughs> well, we're having fun tonight, aren't we? <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see what else. Oh, okay. So, uh, and then they, there's another car show taking place. I think it's on Saturday, and it's downtown in Old Scottsdale. And it's put on by the local Porsche Club. And they're basically blocking off the whole street there because one of the guys that owns one of the restaurants. And that's typically what happens. You know, somebody like we hear downtown Clearwater, or Dunedin, or Safety Harbor, you know, somebody, a lot, a couple of, a lot of the local merchants will actually have stores on that street so they get together with the other merchants and say hey look let's just shut the street down for a day and let's have a car show well what does that do it brings cars brings car people mostly car guys and car guys have car wives and car wives well you know they don't want to kind of you know sit around the cars all day long and listen to the guys jaw jack about you know camshafts and carburetors and fuel injections and rear end gears and stuff like that they want to go shopping. So there's a lot of really cool stores there. There's a lot of boutiques there. There's a lot of cafes there. It's not really quite a pedestrian loan. But, it, you know, it's funny because old Scottsdale is still kind of like uh, very Western-like, you know. If you go north of Scottsdale, uh, I'm going to say mm, about a 20-minute, 25-minute drive north, you're in a little town called Cave Creek. Cave Creek's pretty cool because Cave Creek's got uh, – it's very old and very Western. In fact, I was up there a couple of years ago when I was out there for Scottsdale Collector Car Week. And just kind of hanging out at, yeah, it was a, you, I, I, it was an old school saloon. It was pretty neat. Now there's some new stores there, and but for the most part they try to keep it old. Arizona is just a really cool state, and uh, so uh, the weather's nice. It's dry. It's uh, um, in the wintertime. You can go skiing up in Flagstaff. Uh, Arizona State is, I think I can't remember. I think there's two or three universities in uh, in Phoenix. I think there's. ASU, which is Arizona State. I think there's another university on the other side over, I'm guessing Tempe. Then they've got a university up in uh, Flagstaff. And then there's the University of Arizona, which I think is in Tucson. And uh, But Arizona's got a lot of car culture. It's uh, like a friend of mine calls it the epicenter of the collector car universe. In fact, we're going to have him on the show here in a little bit. In fact, we got a couple of guests for you on the show. One of them I'm waiting for right now because he's in the middle of a meeting because there's lots of stuff going on. Another thing that takes another cool thing out there if you get out to Scottsdale, Arizona, is uh, the legendary Bob Bondurant School of Racing. And uh, Bob Bondurant was uh, best known for winning the 1965 World Championship 
Manufacturers World Championship for Carroll Shelby. In fact, I think they still hold the distinction to this day of being the only American manufacturer to have ever won that um, that uh, distinction, that award, and uh, American, that is. And Bob Rodner has a school, and uh, so what he did is in his spare time, he said, you know, I'm going to get too old someday to race, so maybe I should teach other people how to race. So he first relocated up to Sonoma, California, my original neck of the woods, and he uh, started a school up there, Bob Bonnerant School of Racing, up in Sonoma, California. Excellent racetrack. In the old days, it was called Sears Point, and those of us that are from that area still call it Sears Point. I don't know why they call it Sears Point. I can't remember. I should know that. And uh, so we either call it Sears Point or Sonoma, and nowadays it's called Sonoma Raceway. And uh, so then he decided that he, he got a better deal, I guess, at uh, Firehawk, Firehawk Raceway, Fire, something like that. I think that's what it's called there. And so now the the uh, the whole operation moved over there, and he's been there for maybe 20 years or so. So if you want to learn how to become a race car driver, definitely check out the legendary Bob Bondurant School of Racing. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Here's the other neat thing about Scottsdale Collector Car Week. Out there by the air park, okay, they got a, a number of events that take place. And uh, one of them is called the Arizona Jet Center event. And uh, it's promoted by the Arizona Jet Center Foundation, which is a foundation that's... Uh, helps um, children, and also uh, it's, uh, you know, for um, abused animals, I believe, if I understand correctly. And uh, Jet Bar Parties, if you tune in our show, we've had uh, um, uh, Gordon McCall's been on our show, and he started the what most people believe to be, and, 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 and I would agree, the very first Jet Port Party, which was done in Monterey to kind of kick off the Monterey Collector Car Week. And uh, so what it is, it's basically a big, giant airport hangar, and you bring in a couple of really cool jets, you know, maybe some Gulf Streams, like Gulf Stream Motorsports or Gulf Stream Jets, G3, G4s, G5s, whatever they are. Uh, a Learjet, a vintage Learjet. I'm not sure if they're still in business, but a Learjet's kind of cool. And, uh, and some other, and Bombardier, they make jets. So they'll have these jets there, and then what they'll do is they might have some old vintage fighter planes there. And uh, they might have a P-51, they might have a Hawkers, they might have uh, uh, P-49, you know, just some really cool stuff. You know, they might even have some World War II stuff from, from Europe. You know, there might be a Zero there, there might be a Spitfire there, there might be a Messerschmitt there. You know, just a number of things. In fact, if you were listening to the show a little earlier, we actually played, one of the sound effects was an airplane zeroing in on, uh, or kind of, yeah. in fact, they used to have the... Uh, um, up at the uh, Fantasy of Flight in Orlampa, which is actually Orlando, halfway between Orlando and, and Tampa there, kind of like just outside of Auburndale, is a Fantasy Flight. It's a museum, aviation museum. And uh, Kermit Weeks is the gentleman that uh, started that and founded that, uh, that uh, facility, and it's uh, just an incredible museum. But we used to host, or he used to host for us, a uh, Mustang show, Mustang car show. And what they would do is, since he had, uh, he was a you know well-known aviator, and he had a lot of, number of vintage airplanes, and you know you talking about airplane hangers. I mean, some really cool stuff. I mean, stuff that went back to the turn of the century, you know, before the days of the Wright brothers, even, and all the way through you know modern day stuff, but mostly vintage. And then you would have someone like Jack Roush, as in Roush Motorsports. You know, he was a collector of uh, P51 Mustangs. You would have uh, Bob Tullius. He's another one that owned uh, a P51 Mustang and a number of other people around the country. So they would fly in their P-51s, including Kermit Weeks, who also owned a, a P-51. They would land there, and, you know, nothing sounds meaner than a P-51 Mustang 
flying low overhead, you know, just basically almost like strifing the whole uh, car show field there. It was pretty incredible, just an amazing sound. Okay, we have our guests on the line, and uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about the uh, Arizona Jet Center, and I'm delighted to welcome the show this evening the organizers of the Arizona Jet Center event and the Jet Center Foundation, uh, Scott, let's see if I pronounce this right, Ingebrigtsen. Am I yeah, close there? Scott Ingebrigtsen. Very good. Good job. Okay. And Katrina Couch, right? Yeah, Katrina's not with me right now. So I'll be taking the call. So, yeah. Okay, very good. Well, Scott, hey, thanks for taking some time out. I know you're busy because the event's actually tomorrow night in Scottsdale. It is tomorrow night, so, so we uh, got some last-minute logistics here, so I apologize for, uh, for delaying a little bit here. No, no worries. Not at all. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start out by saying you're a serious car guy. You worked, uh, you've been messing around with cars since you were a kid. You worked at the uh, well-known uh, LeMay Museum, even before it became known as the LeMay Museum, and now you're uh, doing your own deal here in Arizona. So give us a little quick uh, rundown. Well, I, I didn't work at the LeMay Museum. I had the privilege of being an insurance inspector, and I got to ins- uh, inspect the LeMay oh. Museum when I was, uh, uh, and it's like, you know, I'm the, I'm the guy that's like, you mind if I take a whole bunch of pictures? Yeah, sure, go right ahead. So I got a whole bunch of those and appreciated all their really funky cars that Harold was able to accumulate over the years. And, uh, you know, having been a, you know, teenage kid and working on cars just to keep them running, um, you know, I look at these nice Delahays and Packards and stuff and just was uh, enthralled by it, and uh, that reignited the passion for for uh, classic and collector automobiles. And then, um, you know, a couple decades later, uh, got introduced to Tom McDowell through again the insurance business, and um, he bought Concorso Italiano. It was uh, about the same time I sold my insurance agency, and um, so I've been the marketing director with him um, and uh, my partner Katrina Couch for about the last uh, ten years. So this August will be our eleventh show. And um, that, that's, that was, you know, kind of the, the re-spark of, the, of the, the car enthusiasm in my world. Okay. Well, t- how, yeah. did, how did the Arizona Jet Center come to fruition? Tell us, a, give us a little history on that. Well, we, we, the, 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 we um, saw the, the McCall event in um, Monterey, and it was very successful and very huge. And we, we'd been coming to Scottsdale for the auctions for a long time and realized there's no jet event here. So we saw an opportunity uh, we take our passion for charities and doing fun events and being creative, and we're able to do that. And um, kind of bootstrapped a, an event, um, found some great charities that want to help us out that we can raise some money for, um, found a hangar partner and wineries and food and all that good stuff to put it all together. And uh, so this will be our third event here in Scottsdale, our fourth overall. Excellent, excellent. And uh, so, tell us, give us a like, uh, give us a walkthrough. Let's just say I was at the front door. Tell me, give me some highlights. Uh, you're gonna come in, and this year our feature car is the Mulholland Speedster. It's been voted America's most beautiful roadster. That's gonna be our featured car. We have about 18 other cars from the first ever Alpha G1, Alfa Romeo. Um, we got uh, uh, vintage Bugattis. We've got some Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Porsches. Um, both vintage and some newer stuff. We've got McLarens. Um, and then, of course, we've got a couple of airplanes from Aerojet, who's our uh, hangar sponsor. Um, we'll, looks like we're going to have a Falcon and a Learjet this year. And then we also have a little Icon A5 sport plane that's an amphibious plane that's a blast to fly, and they'll be there as well. Interesting. Uh, just, just out of curiosity, do you, do you fly? Are you a pilot as well? I am a pilot as well, yes. 
Oh, okay. Because when you were talking so, about the A5 amphibious, a, a, a blasted drive or fly, that only comes from someone that's actually been behind the uh, the controls. <laughs> yes, I have. I was, in fact, when we uh, signed the contract with them um, back in October, uh, there, there was an airplane expo here at Scottsdale. And uh, we signed the papers, and I said, so uh, you are going to let me fly this thing, right? And they're like, of course, let's go. So we jumped in and, and flew up to Baxter Lake and uh, landed in the lake, um, turned around, took off, did some uh, tight maneuvers, and just saw how flexible and, and nimble that airplane is, and uh, flew back to Scottsdale and got this big old runway that's designed for gigantic jets, and got this little two-seater airplane that lasted that landed in about the first 5% of the runway, and we had to taxi the rest of the way down just to get back where we started from. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun, fun plane. I'm, I'm thrilled that they're a part of us this year. Super. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When you do the, yeah. the, the, the uh, AC Jet Center event each year, do you have a theme that you stick with, or do you just kind of like uh, say, we're just going to have a mix of cars, or how does that work for you? You know, we specifically don't have a theme because we want to have a nice variety of cars. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, that way there's always something new and different each year. Um, we're very fortunate with some of the people like Peter Volney down here in Scottsdale that's been instrumental with us uh, sourcing some of the cars. And, um, you know, we always just look for what's a really nice mix of things that people aren't going to see every day and, and finding some of those hidden gems that are, you know, here in Scottsdale and literally all, all around the country because the Mulholland Roadster is coming from Bellevue, Washington. Interesting, interesting. Now, has this yeah. this is your third year? So, in the last year, from the first year to the second year, did you see a big increase in in uh, participation? And now, you know, looking at it in the third year, has it uh, is it kind of overwhelmed you a little bit? <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to let things overwhelm. It's just deal with each step along the time, and um, yeah, we, we're it's a nice, steady, organic growth, and. Um, um, you know, we will max out at 500, and we're hoping to get really close to that this year. Um, and, um, you know, but if, if we don't hit those numbers, it's okay, because we're growing every year, and we'd rather do it right than try to be a flash in the pan and, and just be, you know, here today and gone tomorrow. Okay. What about entertainment? Yeah. What do you have for entertainment? Uh, we have uh, a live band. They, they play a, it's a trio that plays uh, really nice background jazz music. They're really good. It's called the John Logan Trio. Um, we also have uh, fine food from um, Pastor Bioni, uh, Carlson Creek, a local winery, is providing wine. And i got to mention a couple other quick sponsors. Sure. We've got, um, um, you know, McGuire's Wax, they've been just great with us. Um, they're a sponsor. Um, we've got, if you're in, from Scottsdale, you're familiar with the Celebration of Fine Art at Scottsdale. Um, it's a 10-week program. They launched this last weekend, and they bring some artists out and set up a real nice gallery as part of our event. Um, and so that just adds a real nice air of class to the event. Um, and then our, our um, there's a, a delightful lady here named Ketty that has an international clothing boutique. She literally travels around the world to find really cool clothing, and she's got a little boutique right off, off Hayden Road. And so she comes and does the fashion element of it, and it's just really nice to see some you know, some some gals in uh, really nice gowns and outfits and, you know, stepping on the planes and taking photos. We've got some great photographers that do some paparazzi shots and everything. So just make, that's a real nice element to it. Wow. So, so if people yeah. want to find out more about it, where do they go? Uh, obviously, the best way is, is our website, which is jetcenterevents.com, all one word. And right there is a, a, a link to purchase tickets. Um, uh, if you wanted to register a car, 
last minute we might be able to have room for you, but mainly we're looking for the, the tickets for, at this point, and we'd love to have people get involved in future years as well. Okay. And, um, the, and then the, just one last component I want to mention, we do, do have a silent auction that helps raise money for our two charities, which are um, Child Help for the Prevention and Treatment of Child Abuse and also Forever Love Pet Sanctuary that um, takes in senior uh, pets that you know they, they uh, are oftentimes abandoned because of you know, the, the owner is older and passed away or goes into hospital or something like that, and they need, need to be uh, rehomed, and they find a new forever home for them. And it's just a great organization. Super. Okay, so what time does that start tomorrow night now? Uh, we start at 4 o'clock, go till 7. Okay, very good. It's at the Aero, Aerojet facility right at the, the Scottsdale Airport, and we're, it's really nice because we're right on the, the main runway. Uh, as the sun sets down on the McDowell Mountains, they just light up this nice bright red-orange that you look for a desert uh, landscape behind it. So you see these exotic cars, you've got the live music, you've got the fashion, you've got the jets, you've got the mountains, you've got the airplanes coming and going. It's a really, really great atmosphere and a great way to have a good time. Super, super, super. Well, Scott, I want to thank you for uh, taking some time out. I know you're busy. And again, thank you very much for coming on our show this evening. And, uh, I appreciate having us. My special guest this evening was Scott. Let me try it one more time. Inga Bretson, right? Did I say it right? Awesome. Well yeah. done. Perfect. <laughs> Inga Bretson right. with the Arizona Jet Center Foundation and the Arizona Jet Center event. So, Scott, you take care, and with a little luck, I'll see you tomorrow evening. Very good. Look forward to it, Robert. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Well, Tommy, 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 I think we got to fire up that turntable one more time. we got to play a little... Uh, Oh, a little Bachman Turner Overdrive, some more 70s music. And uh, we'll stick around, guys. We've got another guy coming on here. We're going to be talking more about what's going on in Scottsdale, Arizona. Actually, I probably should mention this, that on Sunday, yours truly will be hosting a uh, breakfast brunch at the uh, Arizona Hilton, or the Scottsdale Hilton, for Fastlane Travel. I will be doing a presentation there for Fastlane Travel. And uh, I will be presenting uh, the 2019 travel itinerary to the Arizona Fastlane Travel alumni. Yes, these are all past residents or not, uh, people that live in Arizona that have been past members and guests on the Fastlane Travel tours. And uh, we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that's going on for 2019 and what it's going to be like to visit Deutschland and the Porsche Fabrik and the Porsche Museum, and Gmünd, where the original 356s were born. So, do we have a guest on the line there? We're good to go. Okay, well, I think what we'll do is we'll just fade down a little bit, and then we'll introduce our next guest for the evening. And coming live from the epicenter of the Collector Car Universe, the founder of Russo & Steel, my good buddy, Drew Alcazar. Drew, how you doing, buddy? Hey, 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 doing great. Happy to be with you tonight. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Happy New Year to you, too, by the way. Indeed it is. It's going to be a great year. So give us some highlights. You get some pretty cool cars. And, of course, I have to start with this. Since you're a Shelby Boss guy and I'm a Shelby Boss guy, you have two of my favorites. you got a 69 Boss 429 you got a 69 Shelby. So that's great. Uh, we got a 70 Boss 302 as well. Uh, we got got... Uh, couple of, uh, you know, CSX Series Cobras. Uh, if you're a Shelby American aficionado, uh, Russo and Steel is always a good place to be. Absolutely. So, uh, well, give us a little background on yourself real quick for our new listeners. So tell us who uh, Drew Alcazar is and tell us about Russo and Steel. 
All right, all right. Well, in, in our 19th year, uh, of course, our flagship auction uh, here in Scottsdale, uh, as you mentioned in your preamble, Scottsdale, Arizona, in January, is indeed the epicenter of the car collecting universe. Uh, our sister auction in Monterey, California, which we've also been producing for 19 years uh, during the uh, August time frame in conjunction with the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance. Those are really the two events that car collectors, at least in this hemisphere, set their watch by 12 and 6 o'clock. Scottsdale in January, and of course, Monterey in August. Russo and Steele's been in both locations for 19 years. We're starting the auction on Thursday. It'll be four days of auction. We do preview tomorrow, so five days of an event. But we're going to be doing 800 cars in four days. I'm on the auction block for a marathon almost 12 hours each day, and uh, we're going to generate right around $20 million of gross revenue. So it's uh, it's grown up quite a bit in the uh, 19 years, of course, that we've been producing it. Uh, started off uh, fairly humble with uh, 75 cars on one night uh, on the uh, back uh, folding table in the room of my house 17 <laughs> years ago. So it, it's nice that it worked out since I don't know how to do anything else. Well, that's probably why you, there's still a Boss 429 sitting in your living room. You just couldn't bring yourself to selling it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The cat's kind of out of the bag with the uh, Boss 429 living room. That uh, uh, that actually people say, "Wow, you're cool for having a car parked in your house." And I say, "Oh no, no. <laughs> my wife is cool for letting me have the car in my house." There you go. There you go. So, uh, uh, tell us about Amelia Island. Can you talk about it now? I mean, it's it's out of the bag oh, too. Oh yeah, yeah. We we made that uh, exciting announcement. Uh, uh, last year, here in Scottsdale, we, we debuted that announcement. Uh, our inaugural auction uh, is going to be being produced uh, at, at, in Amelia Islands uh, in conjunction with the uh, Concord that is there produced by Bill Warner. Uh, Amelia Island has really been coming on strong. Uh, they're in their almost, I think, 19th year, 18th year as well uh, coming up here. But uh, that event has really, really come on strong. And uh, we're going to be uh, a part of it uh, this March. So it's the second weekend in March. The auction is going to be on the, uh, the 6th and 7th. We're actually auctioning on, on Friday and Saturday at Amelia Island coming up here, second weekend of March. Now tell us about some of the highlights that you can have planned for that. Now where exactly is this going to take place in Amelia? I'm fairly familiar with that area, so I'm just curious. Oh, okay. Well, it's, uh, it's very exciting. We worked uh, a number of years on the Amelia Island auction uh, option. Uh, and the city of Fernandina Beach, of course, uh, excuse me, Fernandina Beach, uh, was very, very gracious to us. Uh, I think they, uh, they, they've been great partners. Uh, we've worked for many years to put that deal together. They're actually closing down one of the runways at the airport, and the auction is going to be right on the tarmac. So it's going to be very, very exciting. As you pull in on Amelia Island Parkway on your way to the Ritz-Carlton, we're going to have a 30,000-square-foot billboard, which will be our auction tent and arena right there at the, at the airport. Wow, that's incredible. You talk about prime real estate. Can't miss that. That's the first one when you come off the, uh, the main drag there. You're going to be blind in one eye, and you're not going to be able to see out the other if you miss us. Wow. So how many cars? Uh, you know, Amelia Island, we're targeting right around 300 cars for Amelia Island, uh, right, right in that range. Uh, I, uh, the response has been great thus far, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to really just sort of two afternoon, evening programs. Uh, as you know, at Amelia Island, everybody pretty much just uh, 
uh, kind of holes up at the bar at the Ritz-Carlton. So we're going to be the best alternative in town to come over and party with Russo and Steele as we're going to be auctioning both Thursday and Friday evenings in Amelia Island. Now, Drew, i got to ask you this. So what, now that you've got an East Coast event and you've got a West Coast event, and, and uh, or two West Coast events, basically, your draw, you know, like, are you going to get? A, are you going to be able to pull a lot of cars from the West Coast over here, or are, is it predominantly, let's say, the Northeast and uh, Southeast, uh, and maybe Central East? Is that where the majority of your cars are coming from for this particular auction? Well, certainly, uh, you know, we're we're in a position where we wanted to make sure that we're uh, offering an alternative to our clients, uh, you know, on both sides of the country. Uh, but the cars travel all over. Of course, we've got. You know, uh, reliable carriers, pilot transportation, all of them great partners and sponsors of ours that help keep people get cars from all over uh, to the auctions. Uh, here in Scottsdale, for example, we've got cars coming in from South America, coming in from Canada, of course. Uh, a couple of uh, even from the Middle East are attending the auctions here in Scottsdale, uh, and uh, several from Europe. So it this really is a worldwide phenomenon in these sort of uh, preeminent locations like Scottsdale, Monterey, Amelia Island. Uh, really, this is where the world comes to play with collector cars. You've done a very good job in organizing your, let's just say, the way your uh, your block uh, works. You know, the way the cars come in, and you've got that uh, kind of Roman amphitheater type uh, configuration. What have you done to expound on that a little bit? Because I noticed in the last couple auctions I've been to, you've actually got the seating is a little bit, uh, you can get more people in there. Well, we uh, we sort of have, have kind of patented what we uh, termed auction in the round, where okay. uh, for those of, uh, of your listeners that may have not been to a Russo and Steel, uh, the cars are actually ground level, and all of the seating is elevated. So it, it does, in fact, uh, kind of create that uh, Roman Coliseum gladiator sports uh, boxing ring effect. Uh, very, very exciting with uh, the seating going all the way around the auction block and the cars ground level. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, we, we used to do it with uh, sort of scaffolding and, uh, and bleacher-type seating, and uh, we made an investment uh, here this past year uh, to buy all of our own decking now. So we actually build that uh, sort of uh, epicenter amphitheater effect. Uh, we own all of that equipment now, and it, it availed us the ability to, to really up our game for a nice uh, atmosphere for the bidders. It's very, uh, it's very social. You're hanging out there with your friends, uh, eating, drinking. The cars are driving right by in front of you. Everybody's got a great view and a great seat. So it's a, it really is a nice environment. And it's, and it's exciting. It's, it's part of the, I think, you know, sitting in a whole row of chairs with an auction block a mile away, you know, with somebody going, may I have your bids, please? <laughs> I, you know, that, that's just not my cup of tea. I, I, I want to get excited when I'm buying one of the, you know, the 65 Shelby or the E-Type Jag or the, you know, the vintage Lamborghini or, you know, maybe even the new McLaren that, uh, I, you know, I've been lusting over. I, I, I want to be there with my buddies, uh, having fun, you know, getting a cocktail, high-fiving. Uh, that, 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 to me, is what car collecting is all about. So Russo and Steel has just been sort of an extension uh, of Josephine and I's enthusiasm for the collector cars. Uh, of course, as you know, we were very active uh, vintage racing uh, throughout the year uh, at uh, all the different venues, Watkins Glen, Lime Rock. Laguna Seca, Sears Point. Uh, we do all of the vintage races there. We do road rallies uh, throughout the year, uh, the California Mille, Colorado Grand, these types of rallies. We do a lot of concourse shows. I was fortunate enough to show our Ferrari at Pebble Beach several years ago. So really, Josephine and I do this because we dig it. Uh, the tagline that we have, the, 
for enthusiasts, by enthusiasts, uh, is really genuine uh, in in the effect that uh, we'd be doing this no matter what. We we love the collector cars, and more importantly, the people that are are surrounded by the collector cars. That that caliber of people, the enthusiasts. Uh, it's a lot. It's a fun group, and there's no barriers. You know, the minute you start talking collector cars, uh, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're, your 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 uncle had a VW Volkswagen that you know he uh, you know turned into a Baja Bug or. Maybe an uncle had a Z28 when, uh, or, you know, the leader of your Boy Scout troop, or everybody's got a, a collector car story. So it's sort of a universal language, and that's what makes it so fun. Are you going to do any seminars this year? Because I know in the past you've done a few seminars where you've had some guest speakers and stuff. Or is that on the schedule? You know, i got to tell you, we just really, really focused on the auction this year. Okay. Uh, kind of just brought all guns to bear to make sure that uh, everyone was uh, ready to rock and roll when we light up the auction block on uh, Thursday at noon. And uh, we've just uh, really said, hey, let's focus on doing what it is that we do. So uh, we're going we're gonna to take a hiatus uh, here from the seminars this year. Okay. Now, the location is the Salt River Fields, and it's talking stick... Is 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 that like is that a reservation? Is that what that talking stick? Is that what that is? Well, it's the Salt River Pima Indian. Excuse me, the Salt River Maricopa Pima Indian Community is okay. basically where we're at. This is reservation land that we're on, okay. of course. And uh, the location that we have, they call it Talking Stick. Okay. And so you have the casino and resort right here. You've got the golf course. You have uh, the Pavilion Shopping Center, and of course Salt River Field where our event is, uh, and Salt River Fields, of course, is the home to both the Diamondbacks, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Colorado Rockies for all of their spring training. Uh, so it's a wonderful multi-million dollar facility that uh, we uh, have at our disposal to execute the auction. Uh, so we're very it's and it's wonderful the uh, Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community hosts us, and uh, we owe them a debt of gratitude. Okay, and that location, that's working out much better for you than the previous location up there by the interstate, off right off 101? Well, you're still off the interstate, really. I mean, you're right behind the pavilions. I mean, that's perfect. Yeah, no, we're, uh, we're, we're very excited about our new venue here at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. Uh, it is right off the North Loop 101 freeway as you're uh, heading north from uh, Phoenix uh, up through Tempe and into Scottsdale. Uh, so it's a spectacular location, uh, you know, great accessibility, uh, great parking, uh, everything's right there for us, so we're we're very fortunate to have it. Right off Indian Bend Road, right? It is. Yep, Indian Bend is what it was called. They they renamed it Talking Stick Way year uh, before last, uh, but uh, it's certainly the old Indian Bend Road in Scottsdale. Where if people are familiar with uh, uh, the the Scottsdale Street, Indian Bend was uh, the previous name. Okay, so now your focus is these particular three locations. Or are you still doing Newport Beach? Uh, you know, we're uh, sort of reanalyzing our Orange County option. We did uh, Newport Beach for five years, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, uh, the, the the Southern California environment has uh, always has been proven challenging for everyone. Uh, you know, everyone's tried Southern California and had uh, and had some challenges with really activating that market. Uh, you know me; I'm pretty tenacious. Uh, oh, yeah. We haven't. Uh, we have. We're kind of like Rocky Balboa. You know, don't don't ever toss the towel on us, but. Uh, I think we may be taking a hiatus, at least from our, our Newport Beach right there on Back Bay location. If, uh, if we can find a venue that I think maybe has, has better accessibility. You know, the beach is great, but, you know, you get down uh, to Newport Beach and, it, you know, it's difficult to park. It's difficult to access. You, you know, you basically got PCH as your only way in and out. And uh, I think if we can come up with a venue that I think can maybe uh, better suit our needs and serve our clients, 
we may reanalyze the uh, Orange County option. But uh, at least for 2019, we're going to uh, take a breather after our our uh, Amelia Island auction. I'm going to go do a little skiing with my grandkids this spring, and uh, then I'm going to make uh, sure my boat's dusted off and uh, <laughs> enjoy this summer coming up. Well, I'll tell you what, you got the three prime locations. You got Scottsdale, you got Monterey, and Amelia, and that's, you know, that's on my radio show every year. I said there's four places you got to go. You got to go to Scottsdale, Amelia Island, Monterey, and then you and I both go to uh, SEMA every year. So, you know, that's uh, those are the, the biggies, in my opinion. Oh, God, the SEMA. I can't believe it. I actually realized I've been doing that for 32 consecutive years this year. <laughs> 32 years, SEMA. Wow. Crazy, crazy. I, we, I, SEMA show didn't even fill the main hall when I started going there. We used to put up a drape and put our crates behind it. <laughs> you can believe that. <laughs> Speaking of SEMA, any SEMA cars going through your auction this year? We do. We do. Yeah, we've got, I think, uh, three or four uh, SEMA uh, uh, featured cars that uh, we've got uh, on site. Uh, the Ring Brothers, of course, have got a couple of their spectacular uh, vehicles here. Uh, their, their custom vehicles, uh, uh, a 64 Galaxy. That, uh, I nicknamed it the Black Widow. I don't know what they call it, but it's this unbelievable black 64 Galaxy that's all been done with the Ring Brothers treatment. And then they have this big huge gmc truck thing that they did it's uh you know if you're uh, prophesizing the end of the world with the current administration this would be a wonderful <laughs> vehicle to buy <laughs> I, I think you could probably buy this truck have a gun and a bible and you'll be just fine for whatever comes next okay and you're in the right area for it because hey it's an open carry deal there in uh, arizona in it well you know uh it's uh, they, they 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 don't call it the wild wild west for nothing you know this is true. So, how's the vintage racing doing? So, you said you're still. By the way, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen you at Daytona or Sebring for any of the HSR events. You ever make it out this way for that? You know, we did. Uh, we did uh, both Daytona and Sebring a number of years ago with the Historic Trans Am Group, of course, uh, which I participate uh, with pretty adamantly. I've got a 1969 Boss 302 that, uh, of course, campaigned in the original Trans Am series. Uh, so that's uh, one of my. Seeds. We tied that in with the uh, Amila Island Concours that year, and okay. we displayed all of the Trans Am cars on the lawn at the Concours. Uh, but that's, God, that's a long time ago now. Actually, if we remember correctly, that was the final launch of our last space shuttle that weekend. Oh, no kidding. So I can't remember how long ago that was now, but uh, it was pretty cool to be sitting down there in Florida and uh, watching the space shuttle launch uh, after uh, racing uh, at uh, both Sebring and uh, Daytona. Wow, that's cool. Well, Drew, just for our listeners, why don't you tell everybody how they can find out more about you and then give a plug for Amelia Island. Okay. Well, we're certainly looking forward to seeing everybody in Scottsdale that's in town for the auctions coming here this weekend. Stop by Russo and Steel. Uh, we're right there, like I said, off of the 101 freeway uh, and the old Indian bin, now Talking Stick Way. But you can find all the information, schedule of events, uh, location, maps, uh, everything that you need at russoandsteel.com. You can look at a virtual catalog there, pick up your catalog in person when you arrive, of course, uh, register to bid. You can also look at all the feature cars online uh, and, uh, of course, get prepared for Amelia Island. Uh, March 6th, 7th, and 8th are the event dates there in Amelia Island, Florida. That'll be the next caper for Russo and Steel. Super. Well, Drew, you take care. I'll see you in a day or two, and uh, the best of luck, and uh, knock those sales records through the roof. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you in Scottsdale. All right, take care. Hey, I want to thank my special guest and old buddy Drew Alcazar, founder of Russo and Steel in Scottsdale, Arizona.
Well, what do you think there, Tommy? We made it through the show. We had some pretty cool guests on. We talked a little bit about what's going on this week. In Scottsdale, Arizona, that's 2,000 and change miles away. So, again, you guys hear me talking about this? You know, Russo, i got to tell you, I've known Drew for a long time. First time I met Drew was back in 1980, yeah, late 80-something or other. He used to, he's from Southern Cali. He used to restore Mustangs. And uh, he was restoring a 69-428 Cobra Jet, red. Let me forget it was uh, candy apple red, black interior, four-speed, and it may have been a drag pack car. And uh, I was over there with a friend of mine, another mutual friend of ours, Ken Berger. And uh, Ken had a... 1970 Plum Crazy Challenger Factory 426 Hemi Car 4-speed. That car sold for a record price in 19, I'm going to say late 80s, $56,000. Now you think about that, $56,000 in 1986, you could have bought a Hemi. And the 428 coverage that the Drew had, he sold that for $38,000. That was a record number back then. Mind-blowing. Today those cars are deep into six digits. You know, 428s, unfortunately Mustangs, yeah, you can buy a nice one still, a hundred, a little bit under, a little bit above. But uh, Hemi cars, definitely in the $200,000 range. But anyway, we are just about out of time. So I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgia Radio and Cars. Don't forget to tell all your friends to tune in every Tuesday night here on the Tantalk Radio Network. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and uh, I think we're working on Instagram. And don't forget to... Tell your friends to tune in. And I want to see you guys at some of the car shows. Check out FLA Car Shows. Hey, if you get hungry, go to the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Clear- or Largo at 426 West Bay Drive. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. We'll see you next week with a whole bunch of stories.